43-37 final from West Lafayette. Work to do. It's a bye week. Let's get it done. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, I'm Derek Pearson, DP from Lincoln, uh, Nebraska, 93.7 The Ticket uh, here uh, in the in the middle of the country. Uh, and thank you folks for joining us for Locked On Huskers and welcome uh, to Locked On Sports. I would ask a favor of you, if you wouldn't mind, please like, subscribe, share, get the alerts. Do those things so that when this podcast comes up and there's new information, you get it right away. Uh, that is the, the the base and purpose of uh, Locked on Huskers and what we try to do for you. Thank you for making Locked on Huskers your first listen each and every single day. Brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered uh, the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Uh, a couple of things in play. Just to remember like, subscribe, Share the podcast. Let folks know what's happening, folks in your, your Husker circle. Let them know what's going on and share this podcast along the way. The story from, from Lincoln, from Lincoln's perspective, the fan base was here watching this and found itself leaning into this team. That's important because there were questions that existed about this team, offensively, defensively, special teams, administration, coaching, and other. What we now know is that this is a group of fighters. A 43-37 final, Purdue gets the win in West Lafayette. And on a weird Big Ten day where new, new potential matchups kind of came to play and new identities of these programs uh, came to be known, we, have qu- we had questions. What's the offensive line going to be like? Uh, you go into a game where you're minus another starter. A third starter goes down for the Huskers. Uh, and it shows up. It shows up. Uh, also, down a running back, Gabe Irvin, wasn't ready. There were a lot of players that were not in play for the Huskers. Omar Manning didn't make the trip. What it left was a core group of fighters who decided that they were going to put Purdue under duress. It was going to make them uncomfortable. There were a lot of things in play, but question one was how this offensive line was going to play. And with a different lineup, you got some first starters in this group. So it was important to put people together and see how they work. But pressure was applied. Misdirection was 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 put in play. But this group of offensive, the, the group of five or the group of six that played, we saw some brand, brand banks as well. We got some first starters in, in play. What they did was hold forward enough for this skill group from Nebraska to get it going. Now we weren't satisfied. Nobody was satisfied with the rush with the running game uh Saturday night. The numbers weren't good. The numbers weren't close to being good. Uh, it broke down nicely. I mean, you know, Purdue got up 10. They got a, a TD pass and a field goal. And, you know, 
what happened after that was Nebraska stepping up. Look, you knew that Aiden O'Connell was going to put points on the board. You knew that there was going to be some holes in, in, in the cheddar. We knew this. And then you get the pregame uh, concerns over who was going to start up front and who was going to give balance. Who was going to fill in for those additional carries? Well, we got an answer. We saw Ramir Johnson for the first time uh, carry the ball in, in, in a few weeks. We saw Gabe Bourbon in short yardage and then punching it across for a score. We saw Travis Vokalek, which was a big question in the pregame. We asked the questions before. What was Travis Vokalek, uh, what was his impact on the game going to be? And the big man made big plays in space, uh, pushed some, 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 some of those boilermakers around, created some opportunities, captivated some safety's eyes so that they couldn't focus entirely on the, on the, on the speed players outside. And what happened from that? They struggled in the run game. They brought extra bodies downhill. They wanted to they, – they, they made the plan. Anthony Grant was not going to beat them. It wasn't going to happen. Give credit to Casey Thompson for pulling the ball down and getting a couple of key runs. Give him credit for that. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. But here are the numbers that meant the most to this offense. In the, in the best receiving day that Nebraska has had, Ever, ever, 13 targets, seven receptions, 237 yards, and two TDs. 96 yards after catch for Trey Palmer. 96 yards after, ca after catch. That is spectacular. Now, to look at the other numbers, three catches for Vokalek, three for Marcus Washington, two for Anthony Grant out of the backfield, one big one for, for Oliver Martin uh, as well. Casey Thompson was 19, uh, 16 of 29 for 354 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Interceptions matter. Interceptions matter. But being under pressure and taking the hits that he did, uh, I don't think anybody is surprised by the fact that Casey took hits and that he was trying to get the ball out of his hand. Credit Mark Whipple for getting the ball out of, out of Casey's hands. And for the work that was being done uh, by the offensive line in the passing game, it did not equate in the run, it did not show up in the running game. And that's a problem. But here are some of the other numbers. So if you understand how deep it was that Trey Palmer also led this team in rushes with one for 60 yards on, on, a, on a jet sweep. Anthony Grant was 11 of 38, one touchdown, 3.2 a carry. Amir Johnson, one for 17. Jacques Jant, four for 11, and one touchdown. Up and down the lineup, they got some production. To tell you how simple, how crazy this, this performance was, Nebraska scored 37 points on 51 plays. Nebraska scored 37 points while only possessing the ball for 17 minutes. And I bring that up to say this. Look, you can talk about 
the Nebraska defense and what Aiden O'Connell did with this offense and that they're in their 101 plays, they had 600 yards, 101 plays, they had 40, 43 points. But the kind of offensive production that Mark Whipple and this offense put up, I'll say it again so you wrap it, it really resonates. 37 points in 17 minutes. Time of possession. 37 points in 51 plays. A lot of people said, well, it's the responsibility of the offensive coordinator and the offense to give the defense a break. I come from this school that says this. The job of the offensive coordinator, the entire purpose of the, of the offensive coordinator is not yardage. It's not analytics. It's points. That's what resonates. That's what sits up on the board. Points. For the whatever number of plays you you run, how many points can you put on the board? Because that that scoreboard tells you everything about how the game went. In the end, it is the most important number. You can get caught up in all the other stuff. But the truth of this is, this offense put up 37 points in 51 plays. When you game plan, when you try to put together uh, player combinations, when you try to put together route combinations, when you try to put together blocking schemes, when you try to do any of those things as an offensive coordinator, mission one, mission one is to score more points than your opponent. Put it in play. Let's be clearly understanding of, the, of what Mark Whipple did on Saturday night in West Lafayette. Put points on the board. Now, we will get into the other side of it, and we'll talk about what happened defensively. And we'll talk about the numbers that were in play because that also matters. It also matters. Uh through this thing, Bet Online had Nebraska as a 13 and a half point underdog. The over under was 56 and a half points. If you took Nebraska and the over, you had a good weekend. Again, Bet Online, this is where the game begins, has the most props, most, most odds, most lines uh, than anybody. It's a wonderful perspective and spotlight for how people watch the game. I'll remind you here, take a moment, hit the like button, hit the follow button, like find it on social media. But the other side of this is we want you to get this content as quickly and easily as possible. So take a moment, hit the alert button, share this clip with your friends, let them know that there's more Husker content out there for them if they need to. On the other side for 43 minutes. Hear the numbers that are in play and listen. Give full credit to Aiden O'Connell. 35 for 54, 391 yards, four touchdowns. And probably as big a number as you can find is that he was never sacked. Didn't get sacked. He was under pressure a few times, but they never put him on the ground. Never happened. And the other story, well, Devin Mockabee, Rose from the ashes, 30 carries, 179 yards, and a touchdown. Virtually unstoppable. He was not expected to be as dominant as he was. But listen, 
Crazy legs got it done. Those are spectacular numbers. And these are legitimate numbers. Now, in full clarity, Nebraska played the game without their leading tackler. And then middle of the game, they lost Heinrich. So if Reimers and Heinrich aren't there, and you're there with uh, with reserves who, quite frankly, got caught in the grinder. Look, they played their hearts out. They just had to make more plays than they made. They gave up 226 yards on 47 carries. They were on the field for 102 plays. And for those that, you know, I'll say it again. It's not Mark Whipple's job to get the defense off, keep the defense off the field. It's Mark Whipple's job to score points. It is Bill Bush's job in entirety to get his team off the field in three downs. It's his job to keep the Boilermakers out of the end zone. It's his job to put schemes that look, even if you don't have your guys. Purdue was was without some starting players as well. But what was required was for them to figure a way to get off the field. And listen, the Big Ten's leading receiver going into the night was Charlie Jones. Well, he was targeted 16 times for 12 catches and 132 yards, two touchdowns. But in those 35 throws, you had seven different, six different receivers catch a pass. But Jones was the backbreaker. Whenever they needed a big play, whenever they needed to extend a drive, whenever they needed uh, to get points on the board, Charlie Jones did his thing. Now, there are a couple of things in play, and I want to be clear to say this. Nebraska had opportunities to win this game. Big interception mattered. Uh, you know, not being able to get off the field, all those things are in play. But Purdue had 38 first downs. 38 first downs. 18 uh, rushing, 18 uh, running ball, and two on penalties. 217 yards on 47 attempts on the ground at four and a half yards a carry. They did their thing. 11 yards per completion. Now, it wasn't the big play offense that Nebraska had. But those numbers don't lie. 101 offensive plays where they averaged six yards per play. They also didn't kill themselves. They didn't hurt themselves. They only had two penalties in those 101 plays. That is a mature uh, professional effort. They handled their business. Look, as you go through and you look at this defense and the players that were there, we saw seven different uh, defensive uh, cornerbacks. Um, I was impressed. Isaac Gifford had his best night as a Husker, six uh, tackles and, and, and three assists. Miles Farmer with three and six, uh, Heinrich with four and four, even before he got injured. Quentin Newsom out on the alley. You know, Sean Mathis with six, Caleb Tanner with four and one, Buford with two and three, um, and Chris Kalarvik uh, with three solos and one assist. Here's the problem zero sacks. They didn't get home, they never got home. And that's problematic especially in the Big Ten. As this thing evolves and 
the next version of the Huskers will be a different version. We can honestly say that this team is much better than it was four weeks ago. This team is more efficient than it was uh, four weeks ago. It's more explosive than it was four years ago. It's more united four years ago, and it's deeper than it was four weeks ago. Shout out to the special teams. Block punt. Made field goals. Negative yardage on returns for, for Purdue. Players stepping up and putting Nebraska's offense and defense in better situations because of the work on special teams. Husker fans have been asking for a very long time for them to make plays in the special teams. I sent out a tweet Saturday during the game that oddly at halftime, and I had never typed those words before, that Nebraska's football special teams was their best unit on the field Saturday night. Look, that is a monumental step for a team that lost close games because they couldn't make plays and didn't gain advantage and didn't uh, hadn't figured out what the what the identity was, what the culture was of putting players out there to make plays and not just be out there. There's a huge difference between being on the special team and seeing your name in the roster and list of, of people who met, who actually played in the game than actually making plays. Second punt, punt block of the season. I, I, I almost didn't really know how to react to it. I didn't understand it. But bravo to what this is. And now, it's a big break. It's a necessary break. It's a good time for Nebraska to take some time and heal. What's happened with Mickey Joseph in this time is that he's done this in a short period of time. Look, this is a big deal for them to to become competent in a short period of time, to battle within uh, a Big Ten conference on the road, a sold-out crowd once again, an actual sellout crowd, to battle, to fight. I'm not sure that this team would have only lost by six four weeks ago. I say that because I saw what happened against Oklahoma. But this team got up off the canvas down 17 twice. 27-10 at halftime. And there's some magic thing that happens at halftime in Nebraska locker rooms currently. I'll task myself to find out what that is. But they've got two weeks. They had today off, right? So on Monday, it will be back to work, back to business, healing, recovering, uh, rehabilitating, reassigning, redirecting. There'll be some new starters in play. Uh, there'll be some folks who get a little bit more playing time next week uh, when they face Illinois uh, after the bye. But through all of this, the questions that we'll still ask are these. And again, you can tell the state of a, of a, of a team in a program by the number of questions you have about it. There is no question at quarterback. 
we've eliminated that conversation. Casey Thompson is the man and should be. We just have to figure out how to protect him. Allow him to be great by getting him the protection of the bigs up front. Listen, play calls matter. Schemes matter. But imagine Casey Thompson with time. Imagine Casey Thompson uh, without people hanging on his on his lower half. Imagine Casey Thompson not being headbutted with helmets. Imagine Casey Thompson not having to run for his life and throw across his body when that's not what he does best. Imagine Anthony Grant with bigs up front who have a constant and consistent advantage in the blocking scheme. Identifying what gap Nebraska is going to be strong in, what linemen can they run behind constantly and consistently for an advantage. How good can Travis Vokalek be being put in space and being targeted uh, at a high volume? Exactly what insane numbers can Trey Palmer put up when there's pass pro and a clean throwing window for Casey Thompson? How good can Marcus Washington be with second corners on it? How good can Brody Belt be off the bench? How good can Oliver Martin me be with facing a, a, a dime corner? How good can Chancellor Brewington be when they throw him the ball instead of just letting him ram his head? What is the health status of those injured Huskers? What's the st- status on Luke Reimer? What's the status on Nick Heinrich? How is Garrett Nelson's wheel? And then what is the most efficient way to use this talented group of defensive backs that are spread out and put in different situations and scenarios? We will get more answers tomorrow, and I'll pass those answers along as quickly as I get them. Again, remember, share this, get the alerts, follow, and let your friends know. Let let Husker Nation know that there's good content out there. I'm Derek Pearson. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out uh, from 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is Locked on Huskers, Locked on Go Big Red, and this is the Locked on Sports Network.